Welcome to the Woodlawn Triangle, stories from the Woodlawn Farmer's Market. This podcast is the collection of interviews with the vendors and market goers of the Woodlawn Farmer's Market community. I'm your host, Meg. Thanks for joining us for a new episode of Woodlawn Triangle. We have a special episode that is going to focus on the East Multnomah Soil and Water Conservation District Headwaters Incubator Program. That's a mouthful, but the short name is the Headwaters Program, and it's been an integral part of the Woodlawn Farmers Market. They generously awarded the market with a grant which funded a series of free workshops for the community. It's also connected the market with farmers in the Headwaters Program to sell at the market. I recently had the opportunity to visit the Headwaters Farm located in Gresham, Oregon. I met up with program manager Rowan Steele who gave me a tour of the facility and he talks in length about the benefits of being part of the Headwaters program. If you are aspiring to start a farm but don't know how exactly, this is a great program to look into. My name is Rowan Steele. I work for the East Multnomah Soil and Water Conservation District as the Headwaters Farm Program Manager. Welcome to Headwaters Farm. This is a property owned and operated by the East Multnomah Soil and Water Conservation District. And here at Headwaters Farm, we do three different things. We run the Headwaters Incubator Program, which is geared towards individuals who have farming experience but don't necessarily have the resources to get a farm business off the ground. And what we do is we lease farm land and farm equipment and farm infrastructure to these individuals for up to four or five years to help them uh, use this as a springboard to their own farm business on their own farmland. The second thing that we do is practice conservation agriculture and try and make this farmland as productive as possible and protect the natural resources that are on site. The third thing that we do is a lot of outreach and education to try and make sure that other individuals, whether they're farming or not, know about this resource here and know about the the practices that they can do on their own piece of land or within their community to protect natural resources. So we use a cohort model here where the first year in 2013 we had five farms on site, 2014 we had eight, last year 2015 we had 13, this year we have 14 farms uh, leasing land here at Headwaters and next year we'll bring on a few more farmers uh, and then we'll begin graduating them and then as farmers graduate off-site that will create room for new farmers to move on and for um, existing farms to expand into some of that land. Uh, one of our new farms this year was Tanninger Farm. They've done great. They've run a CSA and they've been part of the Introducing Farmers program at the Woodlawn Farmers Market. Great. So for farmers who are looking for an opportunity, what would bring them here? What are the benefits? So there's really three major barriers to beginning farmers. There's access to capital, which is also saying access to um, equipment and infrastructure and farmland. There's access to education and farm training, and then there's access to farm networks. So our goal here with the incubator program is to lower the barriers for all those things, um, most specifically access to capital and make our farmers eligible for loans and grants in the future, um, and then access to a farm network. We have a network here of farmers, beginning farmers, and access to um, other farm resources like uh, OSU Extension Services and some of the other conservation districts or um, Natural Resource Conservation District and um, all those resources as a package 
really help farmers in doing things like sourcing seed and finding good places to fix equipment, um, solving problems, whether that's pest or fertility or establishing markets. Uh, the better network a farmer has, the more likely they are to succeed. So that's really probably the biggest benefit, I would say, out of all those barriers. So let's say they're really interested. Those all sound really good to them. How do they apply? Sure. So we're actually accepting applications right now for the 2017 growing season here at Headwaters Farm. They can apply by going to emswcd.org, which is our website. And they can um, click on the Farm Incubator tab, and there's an Applications tab under that drop-down. And to apply, they need business plan, and there's a template there online. They need to fill out an application, and they need to submit a resume. So those three things make the application packet, and they need to do so by 5 p.m. on October 31st, Halloween. When I look at an application, my first thought is always, am I qualified for this? So what would be the advice you would give someone applying you know how much experience do they need to have are you going to say like you should have at least five years our ideal candidate has three years of farm experience with one year in a management position whether that's managing people like a crew or whether that's managing systems like an irrigation system or a cultivation or propagation um, but the reality is uh, people come from farming backgrounds of all different kinds and some people come from formal training education in, on farming and other people have worked on farms or grew up on farms. So we're not super strict about what the actual criteria is, but we accept applications and try and use each person's business plan as, and their experience, of course, as the primary indicators of if they're ready to launch their business here. Okay. Well, and then I guess like the second part to that question would be, you know, they've gone through this program. I think the scary thing is knowing that it ends, you know. So what does graduating mean and how do you support the, the farmers after they graduate? Yeah, great question, Meg. So right now it's a four-year program and very likely we're going to add a fifth year to it because it just seems like five years is a more appropriate measurement of how much time a farmer actually needs to get their business established here in this area. If you are interested in applying to the Headwaters Incubator Program, the deadline is October 31st, 2016. Rowan highly recommends taking a tour of the Headwaters Farm before applying. Back at the Woodlawn Farmers Market, we talked to Spencer Suffling and Brinley Beckwith of Tanager Farms. Tanager Farms is currently in their first year of the Headwaters Incubator Program. I talked to them about their personal journey into farming and how they came together to start Tanager Farms. My name's Spencer Suffling and my business partner is Brinley Beckwith and we run Tanager Farm. So how long have you been doing this? This is our first year, our first season of uh, our own farm. We both have plenty of farm experience elsewhere, but it's our first year together and with our own farm. Sure. So can you talk a little bit about your other farm experience too? Yeah. Um, well, I did a lot of gardening and orchard kind of fruit work growing up. Um, and I always enjoyed that a lot. And I had a community garden space in Portland for a long time, and I always loved that. And I you know, had other jobs that I wasn't crazy about and I thought, how can I make growing vegetables 
into a job and so I looked for farm jobs around Portland and um, eventually got hired on to 47th Avenue Farm which is a historic big CSA farm in Portland. It's been around for a long time. That's where I met Brindley. We both met at 47th Avenue Farm and we decided we wanted to start our own project and Headwaters Incubator Farm has a program that we were interested in and we got involved with them. Sure. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people would be really interested to learn a little bit more about the Headwaters program. Totally. I love promoting them. Uh, Headwaters Incubator Program is the full name, HIP, and it's uh, run by East Multnomah Soil and Water Conservation District, which is a mouthful, but that's a regional government body that does a lot of really great work around the community, including running Headwaters. And Headwaters is out in Gresham, and it's a big space where they have fields and they have greenhouses, propagation houses, wash station, tractors, hand tools. They have everything that you need to get started farming. It's a great program, especially because it's so affordable. So we pay a really reasonable fee to be there and rent and get use of all of the equipment and infrastructure that they have there. And you can stay there up to four years, and they kind of help you set up and get started with your farm business. And then the idea is that over the four years, you slowly transition out into your own property somewhere. So how much freedom do you have about what you grow and how you grow it? Total freedom. That's what's great about Headwaters is even though they're kind of subsidizing your the, the cost of running a farm, they're really good about letting you run your own business they don't they don't do anything with that it's all your own business independent of headwaters um and there's around 15 farms total i think but yeah everyone has their own business model they choose what they want to grow themselves and they take care of all the details themselves and just kind of get some help from the headwaters staff so where does your name come from tanager is a, a bird that it's it's a little bit of a funny story. Brinley, my business partner, loves tanagers, and she lived in Belize for a time, and she can talk about this as well, but she lived in Belize, and she really enjoyed the beautiful tanager bird, which is there, and she has a tattoo of a tanager, and we spent some time trying to come up with a cool farm name, and that was what we decided on, and a funny little story as well as the first time we ever went camping together which was just a few months ago actually we took a break and went camping um, out near Mount Hood and I met up with Brinley and her friends and as soon as I saw her we saw a tanager it was the first ever tanager spotting either of us had had and it was the first time we went camping out together so that was kind of funny and it's a really colorful beautiful bird and they actually have western tanagers around Portland and around Oregon as well a little bit of fate there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a funny coincidence. <laughs> That's great. Um, so I guess the last fun question is, yep. what's in the season right now, and what's your favorite thing to sell to people? I'm personally also really excited for some of our wintertime uh, stuff that's coming up. I love growing winter squash. We have this beautiful field of all different winter squash and pumpkins that's coming on, and uh, a lot of root, uh, root crops and greens for the wintertime as well. So we have carrots and parsnips and beets as well as the greens like kale collards brussels sprouts spinach a lot of hearty hearty winter greens 
Perfect. So can yeah. we expect you back at this market? Yeah, we'll be we'll be at the market, I think, uh, one more time this season, possibly two times. I'm not sure about that. But then we're also excited to be doing a, a winter market through the winter at P's and Q's Market on 13th and Decom, just right down the street. Nice. And that'll be once a month through the winter, and we'll have some of that good winter stuff that I mentioned. So, hi. <laughs> What's your name? Brindley Beckwith. Okay, um, and what farm? Tanninger Farm. I started the journey in Belize about 10 years ago in Central America. I studied abroad my junior year of college, and it was a program that was based on sustainability and uh, like learning about the ecosystem. And that was the first time that I felt like I was engaged with the land and the local community. And it was the most like stimulating and enlightening experience that I'd had probably ever. <laughs> and so that's where I was like, oh, there's something to this. Like we had a student garden and we were also just interacting with the locals who were growing their own food, celebrating food with the community. And it just felt like such a rich life that um, was really fulfilling. And I felt like it was something that I wanted to be a part of. And so that's when I started kind of thinking, how can I bring this back to the U.S.? And um, that's where farming started. That's where the idea of farming in my life began. After I graduated college, I went back to Belize um, and worked for that program. And I lived there off and on for three years and just kind of like dove into the local community there and learned even more about their lifestyle and what they were doing and what I loved so much about it. So that was my inspiration, my main inspiration. And from there I moved back to the States three years later. Worked for a farm that was a horticultural therapy center, which was this really unique nonprofit farm in Maryland where um, it was about 10 acres, five in flowers, five in vegetables. The main purpose was working with the population of adults with developmental disabilities and using it as a therapeutic space for them, but also a workspace for them. I was the managing director there for three years, and it was incredibly overwhelming and also really rewarding. And then from there, I moved to another nonprofit, actually in Portland. I think that was the next step, <laughs> um, was Zenger Farm, um, and I worked with the Children's Garden and helped manage that. I also worked at another um, nonprofit farm called the Joshua Farm in Pennsylvania, and I was working with summer interns from the local neighborhood. It was a small one-acre urban farm, and we worked with high school kids and kind of taught them a little bit about urban farming and then also how to cook all of these veggies, which was really fun. So, I mean, all of these experiences meshed together were like these nonprofit farm environments that was incredibly fulfilling and rewarding. And I was always kind of sort of on like the teaching side of it. And I loved that. But I also realized like, five years into it that I didn't really know how to grow things. It was like, I knew how to talk about it, but I didn't know how to. And I kind of, I just was like, I think I need to just do it. I think I need to learn how to actually grow all these things that I'm talking about. Um, so that's when I started working for um, 47th Ave Farm, which is in Portland. And um, it's a big CSA farm about, I think about 20 acres. And 
maybe 200 CSA members and that was production farming. So I got my hands dirty and my butt kicked. <laughs> um, but I also learned how to actually grow things. And that I love, I learned that I love it. And that as much as I love the teaching side, and I think I'll always kind of have my hand in that, I more love the, the growing side. And so three and two seasons of working at 47th Ave is where I met Spencer. And Spencer and I would spend hours weeding together and talking about how we wanted to be more in touch with our food and our plants and how we wanted to grow a small on a small amount of land and feed a small amount of people, kind of like be very involved with the local community and the, and the food and growing part. So we started Tanager Farm last year but this is our first season so um, first season Tanger Farm Spencer and I are farming on one acre and right now we have a CSA that feeds 40 humans maybe more because it's a one that so we have 40 shares sold so maybe 80 humans that's what I'd like to think <laughs> um, and then we are we also work with a few restaurants in the Portland area and at, we're at the Woodlawn Farmer's Market trying it out. Yeah. So, so can you say a little bit about what it's like to, you know, work with a program mm -hmm. that gives you an acre and yeah. kind of incubates you? <laughs> yeah. So the Headwaters Incubator Program was something that, like, Spencer and I were dreaming about a farm, but until we heard about it, it didn't become, like, tangible. So we heard about the Headwaters Incubator Program and it forced us into writing a business plan, which we weren't doing at that point, we were just dreaming. So um, part of the application process there is that you write a business plan. And um, that was incredibly helpful because it made us like just, be, just like hash out all the things that we were thinking and what we actually wanted to do and how we could actually be successful. So yeah, we got involved with Headwaters Incubator Program. We, um, we applied and got into the program, and um, it has been, I mean, one of the most amazing experiences because we, we just felt like, like we have so much to learn as beginning farmers, especially starting our own farm, and not only is it amazing that we're given land um, that is basically like, I mean, it's well-tended land that is ready to be planted, um, but we're also given a community of growers, so we're surrounded by 15 other farmers or farms that um, that have been there anywhere from four years to one. And they, we talk to them, we struggle together, we celebrate together, and we get to learn together, which is so fun. Um, also, like shared resources, so we didn't have to think about water or building a greenhouse or building a propagation house or a barn everything's there for you um, and it's all shared so that's another huge benefit um, we've been able to start our own business and without the stress basically of starting our own business so um, it's just been like such an amazing experience to feel like we have this this built-in community that's going to support us in our first few years of owning our own business and all the resources that we need are there.
So you'd um, recommend yeah. it? Highly recommend it, can't you tell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I couldn't speak more highly of it. It's just, it's amazing. It's been an yeah. awesome way to start your own business and farm specifically. Um, so what is your favorite thing to sell? Well, I, I mean, we've been having so much fun selling cucamelons. Okay. Is that what Spencer said? No. Okay, No, good, but good. Um, I just tried them for the first time a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and it is interesting. Yeah, yeah, they're so interesting. I think one of the things that is fun about them is that they bring people in, because yeah. they're this weird looking mel uh, no, cucumber that looks like a mini watermelon and tastes like a lemon yeah. in my opinion so they're very strange and every time someone sees them they're like what is that and so it brings on good conversation and it's pretty tasty too yeah that's yeah. beautiful yeah. thanks <laughs> thanks for listening to woodlawn triangle huge thanks to rowan Steele of the headwaters incubator program and to Spencer Suffling and Brindley Beckwith of Tanager Farms. This podcast was hosted by me, Meg Chambers, and engineered by Margie Rudick. Remember to visit the Woodlawn Farmer's Market on Saturdays from 10 to 2. This season's last Saturday is this coming Saturday, and it'll start again in May of 2017. You can download this podcast from SoundCloud and iTunes, And remember to like us on Facebook and give us feedback.